Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. We have with us someone today whom we both admire very much. She's the author of many bestsellers and books that Mandy and I have both looked to for guidance and knowledge over the years of our spiritual journey. We are extremely honored to welcome the amazing, renowned psychic healer and author, Echo Bodine. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> uh, record that and listen to it every morning when I wake up and say, what am I doing? No, what? Why am I here? That was a wonderful introduction. Thank you very much. Your books, actually, like The Gift and Hands That Heal, were definitely two of my top favorites. I feel like you are a teacher of mine, so it's an honor to be with you and to meet Aww. you. <laughs> I find your books comforting for their simplicity, yes. and they're not all dolled up. Um, and that's actually what Shanna and I represent on Sense of Soul, too. We don't try to pretend we know everything. We're yeah. just two moms podcasting from our closet. <laughs> from your closet. Do you remember that time, Andy? We sat on, on my bed and we did her games it was in the book, The Gift. Good. Oh my God, we had so much fun, didn't we? <laughs> years ago. You know what? Just recently, some of the things that were like, oh, that doesn't really align. I don't know about that, are now making sense years later. Oh, oh isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, that's cool that you can even remember. Well, actually, I still even have the envelopes that we put the pictures in and the notes and stuff. I kept all that. Oh, my God. I yeah, love yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Well, either that or I need to get rid of some stuff. Yeah, there, <laughs> there, there, there could be that angle to the story, too. Yeah. The only reason why I know this is because I searched two hours for my daughter's birth certificate like two days ago when I found them. <laughs> I didn't find the birth certificate. Oh, um, <laughs> Well, we're so honored to have you today. Thank I you. hope that people have gone out of their way to oh. express gratitude towards you and what you've done for our world because I, you are ahead of the curve on this. Thank you. I have a question to just, you know, start off with a bang. Can I ask what Echo, where the name Echo came from? Because I yeah. love it. Yeah, honey. Uh, it's no big mystery or anything. Uh, my mom grew up, there was a girl in her neighborhood that had the name and she really liked it. Because people have asked me my whole life, okay, where did the name come from? So I asked her, she told me, well, it was a neighbor, oh, okay. And um, my mom, just before she died, one morning she just, she, she says, honey, you know, did I ever tell you the story about your name? And I said, uh, yeah, there was a girl down the block that had the name. She goes, no, when, when the nurse came in and said, what do you name this child? She said, I told her Echo Lebo Dean. And the nurse said, no, you don't do that to a child. She'll be taunted for the rest of her life. So the nurse says, so I'm going to go out of the room and I'm going to come back in and I want a nice normal name for this little baby. And so my mom, she says, I sat there and thought, what the hell? And um, the nurse came back in and she said, what is her name? And my mom said, it's Echo Lee Bodine. And my dad was a very big guy, six foot four and a half, and he had quite a presence about him. So when my dad just looked right at the nurse, uh, she knew she better just keep her mouth shut. So here I am. Oh, that's great. I know, isn't that a riot? You kind of have a spiritual family, don't you? 
I do, honey. Yeah. Let's see. There's six of us. Uh, my parents are now deceased, but six members of my family all at one time were in uh, recovery from alcoholism. I have a psychic sister, a psychic brother, a psychic mother. My dad actually had psychic abilities as well. And my other brother has them, but he, he calls it, you know, we say psychic, whereas he says like messages from the Holy Spirit kind of thing. So yeah, my whole family has it and in different degrees. Was this something that you recognized in yourself as a child? I was such an empath when I was little. And now looking back, I realized that many of the reasons why I couldn't sleep at night was because I was so sensitive. I was both sensitive as in crying all the time, sick all the time, and also sensing energy. You just described my childhood, honey. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I remember my dad always <laughs> asking my mom, what's wrong with her? And um, she's so sensitive about everything. And she cries all the time. And well, I didn't, I, I didn't know what, what it was. I didn't know why I knew who was going to be sick the next day at school, or if somebody's parents had yelled at them this morning. I just knew things. That, that's all I knew was I just knew things. And even when I was 17 and found out that I had these abilities, I didn't really even know what it meant. I mean, you know what? It's, it feels like it's taken a lifetime for me to look back and go, oh, that was, oh, that was, oh, that's what that was. Oh, that's why, mm -hmm. I that. you know? Do you feel like it's more prominent in families? No. The psychics that I knew in my early 20s and 30s and 40s, they all said they were the only one in their family or that they had a crazy Aunt Elsie who lived up on the farm who used to predict things, you know, the crazy relative, not, not the gifted relative, but the crazy relative. All the psychics I knew felt cheated that they didn't get to have a psychic family like I did. And I'm really grateful because we've had each other to bounce things off of. I mean, this was way back in the 60s, 70s. You know, they're just one people around that you could go have a conversation with about something. But that's why I'm so grateful for my brother, Michael, because he and I are both night owls. We call each other at one or two or three in the morning and just talk about work or he'll call me and <laughs> he's the funniest guy on the planet. And he'll, he'll call and he'll say, okay, I just got to talk about work. And it's nice to be able to talk to somebody that isn't in competition with me, isn't trying to show me how much they know. I'm just really grateful I have my family instead of trying to do all of this by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Spiritual abilities, does everybody have them? You know what? Uh, like I always say, honey, we all have the ability to play the piano, but not all of us want to play the piano. Like I tell my classes, okay, some of the people in this room are going to really get it fast. And that's because they've used their psychic abilities in other lifetimes. And then some of you are going to become kind of fast at it. And that's because you've used your abilities in some of your past lives. And some of you are going to go crawling into your abilities like a little turtle. And this could be your first lifetime 
of exploring your psychic abilities. And so, yes, I believe that we all have the ability. It just depends upon how much we have developed them from before. Don't you think? Doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You go into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I went to school for my CAC at one point, because that's what we all do when we get sober. We're like, oh, I want to go help everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they used to always say that a lot of times addicts and alcoholics are some of the most intelligent people in the world, and a lot of them are empaths, and a lot of them have abilities. And when you have these gifts uh, that you actually think are a curse or that you're weird or different and you don't have a sense of belonging, you pick up things to help suppress that. Would you agree? I do. Yeah. Somebody said to me that they think the majority of psychics are alcoholics because we don't know what to do with all the information that we receive all the time. So we just drink it away. Oh, I, you know, I knew this one psychic down in Chicago. He was a really good psychic. <laughs> oh my, he was such an alcoholic, cocaine addict, and I mean, an active one. And I don't know, I don't know whatever happened to the guy, but he was a mess. I read in your book that was obvious to me, but might not be obvious to others, that drugs and alcohol are obviously going to affect your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was another one in your book that I never thought of that I appreciated because I didn't understand what was happening to me during bad weather. Oh, um, no, honey. Talk about that. I know. I know. Who thinks of that? You know, honey, since I became aware of that, I've even said to clients, uh, if I'm setting up an appointment, I'll, I'll say, okay, if we get bad weather, I'm going to have to change this to a different day because I just can't open up when it's that crazy out there. Uh, yeah, I feel disconnected. And I think my, just from asthma to my muscle memory, I can actually feel like the energy shift in my side of my body and I can't connect and I almost feel like this weird energy inside of me. So when I read that in your book, it was like this aha moment too, because uh, when I lived in Seattle and I had a vitamin D deficiency, I was having a really hard time connecting. I had like nine months of no sunshine, constant bad weather two Yikes. years ago. Yikes. And yeah. I was like just feeling disconnected. And so it made oh, a lot of sense. That's my, that might be why, because I mean, I'm, I was just thinking about rain and bad weather, but it could have been that you just weren't having enough sun. Yeah. I mean, I and I wasn't, I wasn't getting outside and connecting with beautiful Mother Earth very much. I wasn't grounding myself much yeah. outside. All kinds yeah. of different. People need sun, seriously. Yeah, we do. we do. So you had mentioned some see psychic abilities from a place of religion, seeing them more as the word of God. Now, that to me has my head turning sideways a little bit. I think that there's a lot of people who are afraid of some of the terminology, yeah. but is it not just the same thing? I think so too, honey. But uh, I, I have a friend who's, uh, she's a fundamentalist. And when she first got into all of it, she just stayed away from me. And then she came around after a few years and said, Echo, you know, I discovered that we both believe the same things, but we use different languages. She said, like, you say that you get messages from spirit. And she said, and I say 
I get messages from the Holy Spirit and that kind of thing. I had a guy tell me that I was promoting evil because I was promoting self-love. That that actually is self-destruction. You actually went as far as digging deep, and I really appreciated that chapter in the book, The Gift, because I was kind of at crossroad with, am I allowing evil spirits to come into my life? Am I opening a door like all these people are telling me? Is this bad? Am I going to go to hell? Like all this crazy stuff. So can you kind of talk about what made you dive into that? Oh, honey, just all the religious people coming after my family. And I mean, they didn't just come after me. They went after my mom, my brothers. Ugh, it was, you know, I was just so sick of it that I thought, all right, I'm going to read the damn Bible from cover to cover. And I'm going to find out what these people, what are they saying? Where's the stuff coming from? You know, it just really pissed me off. And so I did. I started reading the Bible. It was like, wow, well. Oh, and then there was lots of things too. I would read something and I would go right to my intuition and say, okay, what do you think about this? And it would give me an answer like it was, uh, what would it say? Sometimes it would say it was appropriate for the times. It was misinterpreted. I got a lot of that from my intuition. It was misinterpreted. I don't know. It's such a shame, isn't it? And, you know, and like Shanna said, for me, it did start with self-love because the second I, I had self-love and trusted myself, there was no one that could ever take away my experiences. And I would, I trust my experiences way more than I would ever even trust a book or, you know, anything that I was taught or told. Because of growing up with a lot of faith and a lot of Christian Catholics around me, and also coming from that deep-rooted South, where actually after doing all my ancestry, every single lineage that came into America were all forced to convert to Catholicism. And that's from the Indians to the people that got on the ship in France, all the way to slaves in the Black Code. So it's very deeply rooted. My question is, I mean, the Bible is absolutely full of prophecies, visions, all of these things. I mean, do people think that God just stopped talking to us and stopped using us? Yeah. um, It's interesting. They do. They do think that. I remember I was doing a healing service someplace, and this guy came up to me and said I was a fraud and that when Jesus died, the gift of healing died. That's what he said. Oh, Oh, really? Wow. So what is this stuff that comes through my hands? He said it was just stuff I was making up. Hmm. Like, oh, okay. You know, after a while, what can you do? Just say, well. Well, I mean, that would be terrible. You have a whole book full of examples of healing with hands, examples of prophesizing and using those visions and messages to help the world and to help people. Right, honey. And now we just read them and talk about them. We we're not, it's not okay to actually demonstrate which Jesus himself said, do as I do. Exactly. I, I think I closer with God than I did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, honey. Yeah, that's true. You know, God or spirit energy, you know, that's another, another one. I believe he's an old man with long white beard sitting on a throne. I know, honey. I know. Sometimes I think the world, are we ever going to advance? But you know what? I think there's little pockets of us all over the place. And the younger generations are open. And they're they're at the point that I was once 
where it's like, I know, like Mandy said, I no longer just live by everything I was told. I'm going to live by my own experiences. Do you believe in hell? No, I don't. You know, the angel that works with me, Lily, she says, God would have never created a place like that. Never. And she said, he loves you all too much. You know, one day I thought about it. What, okay, so we go there and we just stand there and burn till eternity. Really? I mean, how many times can you burn to death? What? You've seen lots of angels. What do angels look like when you see them or do they change form? Um, honey, they can change form. I've seen them change form. The angel that works with me, she looks like Glenda the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, she does. She really does. That's what she looks like. She's just a it. sweetheart. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. I remember one time I met an angel named David, and he showed up in a suit and tie. I have a David. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I've seen him look different ways, and they all just have this, such a sweetness about them. They're really cool. I love Do them. Do you have different ones that come in and out of your life? Because you said right now, the one I'm working with, have you had yeah, several? You know what? Them? I've had Lily the longest. Um, she's probably been with me maybe 15 years. That's a long time because I had David for about three years. And then I had one named Hale. H- he, he would always spell it H A A L. He looked more like a warrior. And David hmm. always had a suit and tie on. It was interesting because I never, ever, ever saw angels. I remember when my guide that worked with me and helped me write a couple of my books, he loved to crack jokes. He loved to talk. Oh, God, he was such a talker. And then in comes this guy dressed in a suit and tie. And, but I could see these angel wings around him. And it was the first time I'd ever had an angel. And so it was kind of like, oh, um, what did I do? How come I get to have an angel? That kind of thing. You know, uh, it was it was really sweet. And he was really a nice guy. I've also seen them in rooms when people were transitioning through death, haven't you? Yes, honey. Oh, my God. That was such a shock when they all came in and I said to them, well, the deceased, he's heading up. And they said, uh, yes, we know we didn't come for him. We always come for the families. Now, how sweet is that? You know? Oh, my gosh. And my friend, uh, she, okay, so there were eight angels that came into the room. And my, my girlfriend looked over at me and said, what just happened? And I said, angels. <laughs> and um, it was almost like... Uh, it was very dark in the room, but still something was lighting up. And I noticed some of the people, no, they had no sense about it at all, and others did. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually got to be with my dad and helped him transition. I actually helped guide him over. It was interesting. Okay. It's like okay. he, he was afraid to leave us. And it's like, it's okay, Dad. But I did. I sensed his parents waiting for him. And behind them, I felt my grandma. And I'm telling him these things as I'm sensing him. And I had to force myself to go back in that room because I didn't want to. My whole family, my brother, my mom. And I was in the waiting room. And I said, I can't watch him die like this. This is horrible. It just was taking so long. And it was awful. There was like this moment. I think someone like flicked me in the head. (laughs) It was like, you know what? would you want to die by yourself or do you want to die with your loved one next to you? So I was like, okay, 
So I went in there. That was one of the most powerful spiritual moments mm-hmm. of my life as well. Yep. I believe it. I believe it. It's very cool to be with somebody and help them transition. Very cool. You talk a lot about that in your um, book. Your last book. How important the process is and yes. how yes. talking to them about what's going to happen is important. What, yes. what do you mean by process? Well, I, you know, if you think about it, the soul is slowly letting go of your body that you've lived in for 80, 90, 100 years. You're letting go of this life that you've created. You're letting go of your family and your friends and your dog or your cat. You're letting go of everything that you worked so hard to create. And so the soul takes its time. And, you know, like I say in the books, people always ask me, you know, why is God making my loved one suffer? Why won't God let them go to the other side? Well, it's not God that's making them suffer. The soul is in its own process of letting go. And that's why it takes time. And honey, you know, sometimes it can take weeks and months. I've seen people in their dying process, months. That's a long time. And so that's what's going on. With each person, it's so different. You know, each person just does it their own way. And their families, you know, you just feel so, I feel bad for the families because they just don't know what's going on. Why are they lingering so long? Why, why, why? There's a million whys all the time around death. And I appreciated in your book how you talked about certain things that happen in the process and certain things that are important to do and to not do. Like I liked how you talked about the open casket, about touching them too much can actually prevent them from letting go. Yeah. Yeah. You had a lot of good insight in there. And I will tell you from someone who's died twice in her life and the first time was an outer body experience. And then the second time I actually like crossed over. I was really shocked that most everything that you talk about was exactly what I experienced. So where did you get that information? Were you, were you seeing it from experiences through people transitioning or were your guides and angels and God telling you this is what happens when you die? Um, you know, honey, a lot of it has been just being with families or dealing with ghosts okay, or getting information in psychic readings. I had an out-of-body experience and went over to the other side. I'm sure you two are very familiar with that one. And, um, and I just did, you know what, the other day, I'm working on another book right now. It's really, I'm so excited about it. So I did a past life regression last week and I told the guy, I said, I want to go to the other side. I want to gather some more information. And so, so I went over in the regression, I went over to the other side and Check things out and walked around and uh, I had an angel, actually Lily was with me and uh, we just walked around, saw a few more things, mm-hmm, gathered some information and now I'm going to put that in the next book. So uh, it's, it's possible to do. Yeah. Yeah. The question, what are ghosts? Ghosts are simply souls, honey, who don't want to go on to the other side. And we've asked them 
why we always ask them why why are you staying what and the number one reason is they are afraid that if they go to the other side they're going to get sent to hell oh yeah and because so, of their their belief here on earth no yeah they'll say um you know, I wasn't such a good person when I was alive. And I just think once God catches up to me, he's going to send me to hell. And so they have those old beliefs about hell. And Is that purgatory? Do you believe that that's purgatory or not quite purgatory? You know, I don't know what purgatory is. Okay. Yeah, I think, well, it's kind of sad. I mean, there's six, we have discovered six reasons why a soul will choose to stay and one of the one of the reasons honey is they just or honeys excuse me um is that they don't like change they don't want change in their lives they don't want anything to change and so they just stay stuck here are these younger souls yeah they're all young okay. and you know what the other thing is uh ghosts that we've met i would say Three-fourths of them are men, and a fourth of them are women. Mm -hmm. And the women ghosts that we've met are uh, souls that don't want to leave children. We used to do a lot of ghost busting. You were on a lot of national TV shows. I think you were even contacted by Paramount Pictures to help kind of promote the movie The Ghost. Yes. Um, that's one thing that I hear a lot of people saying to me is, oh, you're going to open yourself up to these evil, bad ghosts. And you ha have come across some bad ghosts. I, I remember particularly one where you and your brother went into a home and he was like hiding in the, he was in the closet and he was always watching the girl. Is that true? Are we opening ourselves up to bad ghosts and evil? Well, you know what? First of all, in how many years did I ghost bust? 25, 30 years? I never saw an evil entity, never. I met some mean ghosts, some cranky old ghosts, hateful ghosts, but they were people who were just cranky, mean people, and they are mad. They all have a reason, you know, God, they all have a reason. But you know what? I honestly, honestly have to say, I have never, ever, I mean, I've had scary experiences. Believe me, my brother will be the first one to tell you I'm the biggest chicken of all. But um, I have never met anything evil like the movies make them. Yeah, you know how Eckhart Tolle always talks about people act out of their pain body. It yeah. sounds to me like you're saying that these ghosts are still carrying pain. And so some of the things that they are portraying or that their yeah. energy is now is they're still acting out of their pain body, even though That's they're right, deceased. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we, whatever baggage we still have at the time of death, we take that with us on to the other side. Like, do you believe in other dimensions or do you just heaven? I have seen other dimensions it's interesting when you when i've gone up to level six and seven in heaven there aren't any words physical words to describe it just uh can't describe it just can't describe it i've seen other planets well uh, that other solar systems but 
Um, I pretty much just stick. <laughs> I'm such a Virgo. I, I, I pretty much just stick with earth and earth beings. And it's like, you know, the first time I ever saw an alien, I, I was so mad. It was, I just yelled at God. God damn it. You know, I see the dead people all the fucking time. And now you want me to see aliens? Well, fuck you. It's like, I was so mad. That's so funny. I actually, one of my questions for you was, I know you've probably seen everything. And if there was anything that ever shocked the shit out of you, like an alien. Had two experiences as well during healing sessions, actually. My gift is, is very strong in, in clairvoyance. So a lot of times, I mean, I don't hear, but I usually have the knowing of whatever the vision is, is enough for me to have a knowing. Yeah. Where Mandy, she gets the messages. I've been trying to take it up a notch because, and maybe you can assist me, sometimes they just come in as like one single word, like, the most random stuff. It's not that easy for them to come up with full sentences. So you're going to get one word. That's how it is. That's what my teacher used to say. Pay attention because they say it and they say it fast. Well, you know what we're like. We get one word. We go, what? Huh? Did I make that up? Huh? Mm -hmm. And then it takes us a while to get up the courage to go say it to whoever we're supposed to say it to. Well, and I loved in your book, The Gift, about how you kind of break down how, you know, discernment is so important and you help people like me at the beginning to figure out if it was just coming from my own mind, from memories, like you even use 9-11 in your book as one of the yeah. things where people were saying they were seeing more planes crash and you're like, being able to discern, no, that's just because of what you're seeing on TV. And so mm -hmm. I appreciated that because it really helps me to understand how to use my discernment and how not to let my ego implement into what I wanted to say to them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think that Mandy in that place where she's like, should I help more people because I am getting more messages? Okay. You know, you know, I, you're there, Mandy. I already know you are. You have stuff coming all the time, but she hasn't yet owned it. I just think that the universe will give you really clear signs when it's time. Believe in numbers? You numerology? Yes, yes, I do believe in numbers. Yeah. Are you busy? Are you still doing a lot of teachings? Can you talk to our listeners about what you do? I mean, I looked at everything you do and I'm like, oh my God, she has a podcast. She oh. is, you teach so many different things. Um, I, know. I know, honey. Are you I busy? Uh, you know, right now I have a um, intuition class on Thursday nights on Zoom. Thank God for Zoom, huh? God. And then on Tuesdays, I've had a Jesus class. We have been studying the life of Jesus for over two years. And I think that's it right now. I'm working on my new book, playing in my garden, trying to get as grounded as I can as I write this new book. Maybe do a reading once in a while, once in a while. But I really... Uh, I've really pulled back ever since my center closed, which ended June 30th. My center, my teaching center closed because of the pandemic. So I'm just trying to find myself, you know, where, what, what do I do next? What's happening next? And it's a different time because I've always had a teaching center. So this is different. 
It's different for sure. Wow. You've been doing this pretty much your whole life. Yes. Oh God. Uh, yes. I started at 17 and I'm 71 right now. Oh, that's interesting. The hey, numbers. yeah. Flip yeah. up in the numbers. Uh, yeah. A lot of people were asking me, well, what are you going to do when the center closes? And I, I said, you know, um, I ask my intuition and all it says is just get the center, um, get it cleaned out, be done with it, and then we'll give you the next step. And two days after it was closed for good and cleaned out and all the garbage was gone and everything was done, I got contacted by a LA producer who wants the rights to my life story. And it, my brother, you guys, my brother wrote a great book call, uh, called Growing Up Psychic. And um, they want to do a movie based on his book. And then when I told him about Henry, that's the new book I'm working on, Henry. That's what it's called. The guy, the producer said, oh, my God, we can definitely make a movie out of that. So yes, that's kind of the direction I'm going in is... Uh Echo, just keep working on the book, and then you'll see what the next step is. Out of all the books that you've written, what's your favorite one? Echoes of the Soul is my favorite. And then what happens when we die? And then... <laughs> uh, How no, many have you written? 11. Okay. Yeah. So this will be, Henry will be number 12. And, and your brother's name is Michael, right? Michael Bodine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's your little brother. My baby brother, 62 years old. He's my baby brother. Uh, but yeah, we, uh, it's pretty cool. The producer contacted both of us, and so we both signed contracts, and so we'll see what's next. Yes, that'll be awesome. We need more movies like that. Yeah, I know. I know. God, I know. Yeah, I never have nothing to watch. There's just <laughs> shit on TV. <laughs> I <laughs> I know there is. Oh, God, I know. I have a question. Do you consider yourself a prophet? Oh, my. Well, 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 yes, I do. But I would never say that to anybody. <laughs> I mean, we say to my students, can you imagine if, if we're filling out some form and it says occupation Job. profit? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, my you God. Staff. You need a staff. To I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know how uneducated I was about the Bible? So when I, oh. when I crossed over during my near-death experience, there was a man holding a stick. And I didn't know it was called a staff. And I was talking to my friend Jen about it because I, you know, wrote about it. And she read it. And she goes, oh, you mean maybe it was Jesus and his staff. And I was like, you mean like Jesus and like his employees, like his homies? <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what the stick's called. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God. Oh my so God. I ask you, what do you what do you teach in your Jesus class? <clears throat> I just I'm so just I'm, curious. Well, we just reread books, different books. Uh we go around in a circle, we read, we talk, we discuss it. I've seen a lot from that lifetime and so I give them feedback uh, or when we're reading things, oh yeah, that feels right. How does that feel to you? That kind of thing. And um, it's pretty cool. What do you What do you think of Jesus? I adore him. I adore him. He's just he's my buddy. You know, 
He came, to show, us he came to show us the way. That's all. He's our way shower. That's what I... Do you believe if you don't believe in him, you'll perish? And oh, God. You know what, honey? He'd be the last. He'd be the first one to say that is so ridiculous. He can't That's even... That's what I always say. I literally have a vision of him, like, hitting people upside the head going, you didn't get it. No. No. <laughs> he... You know, when I've done meditations, I mean, he has said to me, look, everybody makes it about me. It's not about me. It's about God. How more clear... Could I have made that? But no, everybody makes it about me. So he understands it, but yet you can tell he gets frustrated. You know what? I wanted to share. There was a meditation I did towards the beginning of my journey years ago. And it was when I had first awakened. I was really doubting my beliefs and, I, you know, and everything I ever believed. Yep. And I was calling on Archangel Michael is a huge part of my journey. So I always call him him. And then I learned about David, my other spirit guide, who's always, always like my, my dude. Okay. And then I'm communicating with them and here comes Jesus in my meditation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh shit. And I felt small, very small. Yeah. Yeah. And he basically, and I have this all written down because it was like one of the most vivid and powerful meditations, but he was like, why do you seek everyone but me now? When I have been with you from the beginning oh. and you called on me like your whole life, but yes. now you don't seek me anymore. And he held me like a baby in okay. his arms. Yeah. That was a very powerful moment for me. As a master healer, I really just read the Bible and read the stories instead of listening to a man tell me what I'm supposed to do with all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I just could never understand it, to be honest. I've, I've <laughs> When I saw that you read the Old Testament and New Testament. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Five years ago, I got the Bible for dummies. I need that shit broken down into like kindergarten language. No, honey. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. I know. Yeah. I loved the history you gave behind the um, Bibles in the book, The Gift. I also loved that you went as deep is actually putting in the chapters that talk about how the principles of gifts are just coming from the spirits and how they weren't yes. evil. That chapter really helped me to move yes. past people's judgment on me. So thank yes. you. Yes, honey. Yes. You read some of the books that they've removed in the yes. Bible, like the book of Enoch, there's Mary Magdalene, there's the book of yes. Thomas. I mean, so many of them are wonderful books. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Yep, studied all of that. Because Jesus spoke in the Aramaic language, there's this foundation where Dr. George Lamsa studied Aramaic, and so he broke everything down from what they were really saying in the Jesus' language, yeah. And it's really fascinating to hear it from that perspective. Or to even hear, there's a recording of, he says the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, and it's, whoa, it just kind of knocks you off your socks. It's so powerful. So wow. that's what the Jesus group studies also is the Aramaic teachings. You know, I love what, that. What yeah, did Jesus it's... really say instead of how it's been interpreted? Right. And yeah. you know what? I have to tell you, last night I, I was on your website, mm -hmm. and you have an abundance of information, and so many healers on there. Yeah. I, I, I signed up for Sandra Ingraman's class. Good. I'm glad you signed Thank up. Thank you for putting yeah, that kind welcome. of information. Yeah. And your website's echobodine.com. Can't get any easier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 
wanted to share with you that, and you might find this odd, but one of my favorite parts of your book, The Gift, is actually your dedication. It hit me for some reason. It struck me. And if you don't mind, I'm actually going to read it. Sure. I would like to dedicate this book to all the wonderful role models we have today who have shown us what Jesus meant when he said, these gifts I give unto you and greater work shall you do. Thank you for not letting the fears and ignorance of the world keep you from doing your work and for showing all of us what is possible. And I want to dedicate that back to you because if I was going to say something to you, that would be exactly the words I'd want to use because um, thank you for the work that you have done and to allow me to open up to a whole nother world. Thank you. Yes. Thank, thank you. you so very much. It's such an honor. And, and just to, you know, we've come to the place kind of like where you were starting, you know, we're now working and spreading our light and it does, it spreads. When you are, seeking from within you do become a light and yeah. you attract other lights and like vibration and like-minded people yeah and so we're building our own community and we're just starting so it's just such an Yay. honor thank you thank you thank yeah. you and now it's time for break that shit down there's so much shit to break down i'm just not <laughs> sure where to go <laughs> right if there's any one message that I really want to get out to people, it is to trust your inner voice, trust that intuition, trust it, trust it, trust it. Oh God, trust. It's uh, it's never going to steer you wrong. That's for sure. Never. So learn how for all of you out there listening, learn how and just learn to turn the turn off the BV five minutes, just sit and eventually you will find that light inside. And if you can't, there's this great book called A Still Small Voice by Dean, <laughs> and I definitely recommend getting that book and checking it out. Even with the gift, you know, I always tell my students, um, if you take a psychic class, it doesn't mean that you're going to grow up to be a professional psychic. It doesn't mean you have to. It just means that you become aware of what your gifts are, and then you can start to recognize them, and you can start to work with it. So, you know, God talks to us in in all ways, through our psychic abilities or our intuition. And, you know, as Mandy, it's like what you said, we oftentimes just get one word and that's it. We don't get sentences. We don't, no, no, no. We get one word and that usually ends up being a really important message for somebody. So I would encourage everybody to just don't be so afraid of it. it you know, there's a universal law like attracts like. Now, if you are an evil person, you are going to attract evil spirits. If you're a nice person, loving, loving person, that's what you're going to attract to you. Your friends are going to be like that. Spirit friends are going to be like that. So for all of you people that worry so much about freaking Satan or evil, no, you're only going to attract that to you if that is what you are putting out into the world. Okay. Well, I am so glad that we were able to attract you to be able to come on to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank All you right. so very much. Keep doing your work. Okay. What's your podcast called? Because we want our listeners to check it out. It's called Intuitive Living with okay. Bobby Sullivan and Echo Bodine. Yep. Just Intuitive Living. All right. Okay, All right, listeners, you check that out. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So much for the work that you've done. Thank you, honey. 
Thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.